The year is 312 A.D. The month is October. Not too, too long before the emperor Diocletian, the emperor of the Roman Empire, the ruler of the known world, had retired. Diocletian did some good things, but in the end, Diocletian was a wicked man. He took Christians, people like you and me, and he found them celebrating Mass. He found them praying. He found them making the sign of the cross. And he threw them into the circus to be torn to pieces and eaten by lions. He threw them into the circus to be beheaded, to be burned alive, to be tortured and to be killed, to shed their blood as martyrs after the example of Christ. Well, Diocletian, he was wicked, and Diocletian, he retired, which left a power vacuum in the middle of the Roman Empire 1,700 years ago. And through fighting and intrigue, another man, his name was Maxentius, rose up to take the power and to be uh, Emperor of the West, or Augustus of the West. He, he was just as wicked as Diocletian. In fact, Maxentius, he was an influence behind some of Diocletian's persecution of our brothers and sisters. And he was now in charge. It did not look good for the Christians. But there was one man who had as much of an ability and as much as an opportunity to become the emperor, the Augustus of the West, to defeat the wicked Maxentius and to, to give peace to the Christians. His name was Constantine. Constantine was far away from Rome. He was in Britain. And then he was in Gaul, which is modern-day France. And then the time came for Constantine to make his move to march into Italy, to march into the stronghold of the city of Rome and to take on the wicked emperor Maxentius. Constantine blazed through Italy. He won two decisive victories. And now he was preparing to assault the capital of Rome. They say that Maxentius had 100,000 troops for the battle. And Constantine, he only had 20,000. But Constantine was determined to conquer the wicked Emperor Maxentius. Constantine was determined. And Constantine, I guess he prayed, because one night he had a dream. And in that dream, a voice spoke to him, the voice of God. And God said to Constantine, in this, conquer, or as it's sometimes translated, in this sign, you will conquer. 
So Constantine, the sign that he saw in the dream as he heard the voice of God, this sign that in which he was supposed to conquer, he took it and he had it emblazoned on the shield of his soldier insofar as there was time. He had it emblazoned on his battle flag insofar as there was time. And this sign was a form of the cross. And God had said to Constantine, in this, in the sign of the cross, we can extrapolate by the power of the cross, conquer. And conquer he did. Constantine marched on Rome with only 20,000 troops and Constantine, leading his army, met Maxentius in battle at a strategic crossing over the Tiber River. They fought and they fought and they fought, and Maxentius himself, the wicked emperor, he was thrown from the bridge on which they were fighting into the Tiber River where he drowned a horrible death. This phase of the war was over. Not the whole thing, but this phase. Maxentius was dead. Constantine and his 20,000 troops, they won against incredible odds. Because in this, they conquered. That is our command from Jesus. In this, conquer. So today, in America, we are not being killed. We're not shedding our blood. Please, God, preserve us from that. But all we have to do is look at the news to see all the problems that we have. All the division. All the discord. All the persecution of Christians. Persecution for preaching the truth of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Persecution for saying clearly the message of the Gospel, the message of the cross, which will truly make us happy. Our country is a mess. These ones are fighting with those ones, and those ones are fighting with the other ones. Christianity is persecuted. It's hard to talk about Jesus in public or at work or at the grocery store or at the ballpark and God is saying to you and to me like He's saying to Constantine, you want it to be better? You want things to change? You want your kids to come back to church? Your grandkids? You want to end the scourges of of violence and of murder, of racism, of pornography, of contraception, of bullying, of all these cyber crimes. You want to end all that? In this, conquer. That's why we're going out on the street today. Because God has proclaimed the power of the cross. And we desire that Jesus Christ might conquer the evil, might bring us healing, 
might bring healing and peace to our parish, to our schools, to our neighborhood, to our city, to our state, to our country, to our world. We're going out in the streets because Jesus Christ said, in this sign, conquer. St. Andrew of Crete had this to say about the power of the cross. The cross was the means by which the death wounded and death conquered. The four gates of hell were smashed. And the cross became the one common salvation of all the world. We need unity in our world and in our community and in our state and in our country. Well, let us proclaim the cross. Yes, some will reject it. Yes, some will go away. We heard that a couple Gospels ago, a couple weeks ago, in the Gospel reading. But it is the cross which is the common salvation of the world. And if we proclaim the cross, we will find unity and peace in the kingdom of God. So today, it looks like praying the Mass and going to the streets. But what about tomorrow? What about the next day? What about when you watch the news next time and see the next bad thing that happened? Or when you, you hear about your kid or, or your grandkid or somebody you love going through a particular struggle? What about then? Get yourself a crucifix. Carry it with you. And cling to it. Maybe you get you a little pocket crucifix like this one. Maybe you have the crucifix on the end of your rosary that you carry with you. Whatever it is, get the crucifix and carry it with you. In this, conquer if you're worried about somebody, say, Jesus, I place them in your sacred heart. And even take your thumb and act as though you're placing them into the wounded side, into the sacred heart of Jesus. Because that's what you're doing spiritually. That's what you're really doing. So place your thumb there on the side of Jesus. In this, conquer. Cling to the cross. And not just the cross, but the crucifix. Jesus says today, He says, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so shall the Son of Man be lifted up. See, here's what happened in the first reading. In the book of Numbers, God sent fiery serpents. Would that mean, not like snakes that were on fire, but what that means is that snakes who would bite the people, and when they bit the people, there it was, it felt like a burn. It was a burning when they got bitten and then they would die. And God said, I want to heal you. So He told Moses, you heard the story. He told him, make a bronze serpent, serpent, lift it up on a pole and those who look at it will be healed. So side note, God commands Moses to make a statue and He commands the people to look at it. So if anybody ever tells you that we shouldn't make statues or we shouldn't look at statues, ask them to explain this reading in the book of Numbers when God says, make a statue and venerate it. 
until they do. Remember the serpent? That's familiar. Because in the beginning, God made man and woman and He saw that it was very good. And then the serpent, says the book of Genesis, was more subtle than any other wild creature that God the Lord had made. And the devil himself, in the form of a serpent, came and beguiled Eve into eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And Eve gave some of the fruit to Adam, her husband, who was with her. And he ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And death entered the world. The Bible says in the book of Wisdom, God did not make death, nor does He delight in the destruction of the living. But through the envy of the devil, death entered the world. And so, these serpents, that came and were killing the Hebrew people in the book of Numbers, that, that, that really happened. But it's also a symbol. We were given spiritual death through the beguiling, through the wickedness of the devil who comes like a serpent. And we are given spiritual life when we look upon the flesh of the Son of God. The cause of our downfall, as the Bible puts it, was the temptations of the ancient serpent, the devil, and was the weakness of our flesh. And so just like the Jews looked upon the serpent to be healed of their physical death, So you and I look on the crucifix. We look on the flesh of the Son of God to be healed. That's why in the Catholic Church we have a crucifix. Not just a plain old cross, but a crucifix with Jesus on it in His act of sacrifice. Because the Bible says, In John chapter 19, quoting the prophet Zechariah, they shall look upon Him whom they have pierced. The Israelites looked upon the image of the bronze serpent and they were healed. And we look upon the cross, we look upon the image of our Lord Jesus Christ who was pierced for us. And we beg Him for our healing. So we carry our crucifixes and we gaze upon the cross. Years after Constantine beat Maxentius in that decisive battle, Constantine became emperor not just over the Western Roman Empire but of the whole Roman Empire. And his mother, Saint Helena, who was a convert to Christianity and who deeply loved Jesus, was able to go to the Holy Land to find the relics of the life of Jesus. And she asked the bishop, she asked the people there, where can I find the place where the Lord rose from the dead? Where He was buried, where He was crucified? Where can I find the cross? So they took her there and she found three crosses. 
And they said, well, that makes sense. There's three because there's one for Jesus and there's one for the good thief on one side and one for the bad thief on the other side. But what do we do now? We have three crosses. Uh, How do we know which one's the true cross? Which one's the one that Jesus died on? And, well, somebody had a great idea. They said, hey, bring some sick people. And we're going to touch the sick people to the cross. And we're going to ask God to bring healing through the power of His cross to those who are sick. And they did. And it was only one cross that God used for healing. That is the true cross. Of which we today have a little tiny piece here in Morgan City, Louisiana. Cry out to God today. Wherever you need healing, especially spiritual healing, healing from wounds of your past, healing from your sins, healing within your family, healing from addiction, cry out to God today. For our parish, for our schools, for our neighborhood, for our city, for our country, for our world. Cry out to God today. And in this, conquer. Conquer.